Welcome back to the Pundits Podcast. Today on episode 12, we are going to recap the Premier League Week 8 and dive into the Champions League so far. I'm Sam, and I'm joined by Michael and Nick. Unfortunately, Thomas isn't here with us today, but he'll be back next week. Hello, hello. What's up? All right, guys. So obviously, we took a wait. We took a break last week. All of us were pretty busy with school, work, everything going on. But we are back in full swing this week. Unfortunately, without Thomas, though. But moving on. I mean, let's just get right into it. Premier League week game week eight. What are we thinking? This week was kind of another like. I mean, it just kind of solidifies how weird this season has been. Not weird, but exciting more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's go over. I mean, the first game is probably it's like the least shocking result out of this whole weekend. <laughs> but Brighton versus Burnley is just a nil-nil. I mean, it's kind of what you expect. We've been saying this for the past yeah. couple of weeks as we've been going over the weeks that we just kind of think mid-table teams pulling out ties, getting a point from one another is what they're looking to do. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, not much to say on that game. I mean, Burnley's in relegation. Brighton has six points. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. I mean, swiftly moving on from that. <laughs> um, Southampton versus Newcastle. This is uh, Southampton's first week without Danny Ings, correct, boys? Yes. I believe so. And they pulled out a 2 0. What are you guys Shea thinking? Jay Adams. Jay. He, he's been looking really good. Yeah, and he just so has. He's a big dude, but he's quick. Yeah, he, he's quick. He's, he can do it. He's an all rounder in terms of like, number nine. Yeah. He's clinical. Very. Or he's, he has been this season, I should say. I think he's only 21 also. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty wow. – I'm going to double-check this, but for my Southampton career mode in FIFA last – FIFA, I don't remember <laughs> him being 20. Uh, he's maybe 24. He's, maybe he's 20. Oh, wow. He's 24? Ooh. Yeah. He's All born right, in uh, FIFA 16, FIFA 17? No, that was last year. I'm just stupid. Uh, uh, anyway, okay. he is – honestly, though – 24 is still pretty young, so he's been really good. Filling those – well, so far doing a pretty good job keeping the goal scoring up for the Saints. So, I mean, I don't think they have anything to complain about. I think it so, sucks that – Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. I was saying I think it sucks that they lost any innings this early in the season, but is what it is. I think one thing to just to chime in about what I love about the sport so much is that – Numbers don't always show how well somebody's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, he only has three goals this season, but if you watch him, how well he plays off the ball and how good he is um, at build-up play, it's say, it's unreal. Some of his through balls look like he should be playing center mid, dude. I agree. He played a crazy half volley, and it was I don't think it was touching the ground. It was one of those ones where it was just gaming the top of the grass all the way through. It was crazy. But, I mean, Southampton looking good. Dispatched Newcastle pretty comfortably, I would say. Did you guys uh, see what they tweeted the other day? Stop the count? Oh, the yeah. stop the count thing? <laughs> yeah, so yeah funny. it was so funny. That was hilarious. Yeah. I <laughs> I can't believe they tweeted that. It, yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I can't believe they were in first place. I know. I mean, they're still they're in fourth right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't believe they're doing so well. I mean, that's South they Ham. pretty much have <laughs> as many points or half as many points at the first eight games as they did throughout the whole last season. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, man, it's crazy. Southampton do look threatening, though. They do look very good. One of the best games of the weekend here. What I'm going to talk about right now, 
Man United versus Everton. Great this was going to be a blockbuster. Obviously, Everton are a little – they're still coming off, recovering from those red cards. Oh, I mean, Dinia's back, but Richarlison's still out. 3-1 Man United. United really showed up. I mean, I think coming off the back of some good Champions League performances, they're looking good again. They're they're getting yeah. after it. I mean, well, debatable on good Champions League performances, but – well. <laughs> the good one against PSG. There were two yeah, good ones, good one. and then there was a bad one. But we'll, we'll cover, cover that, later. that later. Yeah, but um, it's something about whenever Ali's at risk of losing his job, United play out of their fucking minds, <laughs> and it's just it's so annoying <laughs> because they they can be such a good team, but yeah. it's like they just get lazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's I I don't really like that. How do you do you like that, Nick? Personally, like. No, it, them only perform when they absolutely no, need to. No, I mean, they get results, not. but like, I mean, I, all it does in this instance is prolong the inevitable of yeah of possible Ollie sacking. And yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's a whole thing, and I know I've said it before, but yet again it comes down to the board not backing him, and then what when he's only got Daniel James to sub on. I mean, what the fuck do you expect him to do? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's some games like the like what we'll talk about later, but where you shouldn't lose those games. But oh. there's some games where like you play well and you still lose, but you can't sub anybody on. And Michael and I, I mean, we won't cover it this week, but when United lost to Arsenal, I was texting him and at least half hour before I said Pogba needs to get taken off because he's going to give up something defensively. And he gave up the pen that the ended pen. up losing right him the game. So it's yeah. just Big it's fan. one of those things where I, I don't I don't think he's out of his league by any means, but I think you know it's there's a lot of questions coming. I from, think yeah, from, questionable uh, decision making. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we've talked about this enough because obviously with you and Thomas being mm-hmm. United fans, yeah, we, yeah. and honestly, it's one of the most interesting things in the Premier League as much as it's been going on for a while now. United have struggled to kind of find their identity post Fergie. But I think especially with this team, like the talent is there. Marcus Rashford is absolutely just keeps going. When you think he couldn't or he just get better, slowly develops each piece mm-hmm. of his game. He's always had the skill of the player. He's always has the pace. He's gotten more and more physical as he's gotten older. He's got his dead his dead ball is pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. And his he's just coming in being a natural finisher yeah. as well as a winger. So he's got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. now. Well, but I think. Ahead. I was going to say, I think what you see with this United team is like, obviously Pogba, he won a World Cup with France and was key to that. There's a lot of egos, and I think that there's a lot of animosity, and there's a huge personality that you have to have when you play for Manchester United. Yeah. And I think lots of players are struggling to find that, so I think they just need uh-huh. to... I don't think Ollie's the right guy, and I think it's slowly starting to show just because I don't think he's assertive enough. I think you I- need a more aggressive manager that's going to kind of be more aggressive, especially with a player like Pogba, Martial. Like, they're very flamboyant. Like, they know they're good, but they need to stay grounded, and I think that's what they're, that United team struggles with a little so, bit. Well, Michael, let me get your take on it before I say mine. Well, yeah, players like Pogba and, I mean, players of, like, that caliber level usually play under more experienced or more established managers who 
have respect from like the minute that players at that club mm-hmm. or that manager is at that club, whatever it is. And in Ollie's case, it's him coming in as a more inexperienced manager with these high class players who are used to obviously more experience in more experience when it comes to management. So I feel like you get that kind of situation where these players are just feeling like they're too important, too good to be listening and listening to a manager like that. And like you said, they need to be grounded. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times now, especially when we had that long conversation about Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. I I really wonder, as much as like United fans do love Ollie, I think if you do keep him around, I think it'd be very very interesting to see a more assertive and, um, let's say, just more aggressive mm-hmm. coach come in somewhere else. You know, so. Well, like, let me let me say a few things based on that. Yeah. Based off the Pogba thing, I think, I, I mean, I'm assuming you guys watch some of the United games, probably the same yeah. way I watch some of the Arsenal games, some of the Tottenham games, you know, it just depends. Yeah. Um, obviously, I I don't miss a United game unless something crazy happens. But I think the big thing that's been standing out to me on them is the fact that Pogba hasn't started the last four games. And it's yeah. because he hasn't been playing well. I mean, I don't know what else you want Ali to do. I mean, he's not playing him, but he's subbing him in, and then he's messing up, so then he doesn't play. And it's this reoccurring thing with Pogba specifically where he doesn't start because he isn't playing well. He gets subbed on. He'll play well. Then he'll start, and he'll play ass the whole game, and it's a reoccurring thing. Um, Assertiveness-wise, with other, other players, if you look back especially last season specifically there were a lot of times where where he'll be on the sideline and i remember one specifically is where lingard was playing against city and i don't know if you saw this sam or michael but it was literally a clip of him getting up off the bench walking up on the field while lingard was playing and yelling at him if you lose the ball one more fucking time you're off and he got that. subbed off the very next but like yeah. two minutes after because he gave yeah. the ball away so it's it's a tough thing because obviously you want somebody more experienced and he's definitely not experienced compared to pochettino who's rumored to replace him but mm. at the same time i think he's doing a really good job with what he's given and you can see that rashford has been um a lot better under him and I will say, if Mourinho wasn't fired, he was planning on selling Martial and Rashford. So, really, yeah, yeah, he talked about a, it too. That would have been a L for Manchester. Yes, United. I agree. Losing Rashford, oh, I love Rashford so much. Such a good dude. He's my he's my favorite player to watch. Oh yeah, that he is a great dude. But he's my but favorite yes. player to watch in Manchester. He's so skillful. So much fun. Yes, so much fun. I agree. Okay. So getting back to this, the games, yes. uh, this Manchester United game, I, I want to ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. Bernard scores in the 19th minute. What did you think? Did you oh. think, did you think, oh shit. What did I think? Yeah, 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 honestly. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. We're really starting the game off like this. Yeah. That um, goal was fucking great. Dude. I mean, it was perfectly placed. He got the hay of thinking he was going to to his left and he went, he went to the right, which is, I mean... You're not saving that. Every the instinct for any goalkeeper, and Michael, you can attest to this, is that oh, yeah. 
when you open up your body like that, you're going to the right. So the fact that he kept it low and on the ground to his, or sorry, to it's Bernard's, Bernard's right to his left. Um, but when you go to the Gea's right like that, you're not saving that because you got your feet set to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. when you open up, when you move a certain way, when you make a certain move, it's those are all cues to that yeah. attacker's going one way and goalie usually banks on that and decides to go that way. And then good players slot it the other way totally yeah. unexpectedly and yeah. it's in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, it was a good goal. There's not much to it. Yeah, I mean, United couldn't – I didn't think they defended – badly on it i mean i think it's a little unlucky because i thought united were the better team throughout that whole game um but i mean that's just kind of how they are sometimes yeah. they, they responded goals. accordingly though so yeah i mean they did what they had to do there you go yeah no i had that feeling when villa went up 1-0 in the arsenal game and then <laughs> i had that feeling for the rest of the game so yeah yeah you know it's like i that. mean we we're there michael i i get you your know. pain it's just like that. Yep. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It, ah, man. It was just a great game, though. You know, they really a did a good job. Oh, absolutely. Another, I'd say a shocker, Crystal Palace versus Leeds. Palace started off really well this season. Zaha was looking good. And they kind of went downhill and then kind of sat there for a little. Leeds, on the other hand, have been Very firing good. back at every opponent scoring goals and this week it just i i don't know palace had a game plan i guess roy hodgson finally did something right in his managerial career i can't tell you the last time i i i saw crystal palace score four four goals in a single game me neither man. that were for them not conceding <laughs> but no dude yeah like palace really did they their game plan just worked they played good they covered where they needed to and they won four to one against a really good Leeds side. So, which is crazy that Leeds is in fifteenth too. Which you wouldn't think based on how they've played. Yeah, that's crazy. And then <laughs> Crystal Palace in eighth with thirteen yeah. points. No, I think you're slowly gonna see because Leeds have had a very tough schedule. They've played what? Yeah. Yeah, they've played. I mean, they started their season with with Liverpool. Yeah, they've Very played, lately. and they've played City. They played Leicester as well. Yeah, they they have a very well, tough schedule. They have yeah, they got they, Arsenal, Everton, and Chelsea coming up too. Yeah, yeah. And so those are all I think tough games. I think we're gonna see them take a result against probably one of those teams, the big three that you just listed, and then as the season rolls on and they knock out, because I think they play oh. most of their games against the big six. Yeah, sooner than most of the others. So yeah. they're as the I think we're gonna see them pull away and end up in that. Well, probably 12th, 12th to 10th place range by the end of the season. I agree. Can I just jump in real yeah. quick? Um, based on not, not, I mean, it has to do with this, but Leeds play Arsenal on Sunday, like Michael just said. But then on Saturday, we have Liverpool, Leicester, and Tottenham City. <laughs> wow. Which I did not realize there would be so many good games this weekend. But those next are weekend. like next weekend. Next week, like, yeah, because yeah, we're on international break. But the next upcoming Prem. Um, yeah, I mean, those are really good games. Yeah, and having a week off, or not te- technically not week off, but you know what I mean. Week off yeah. for a lot of the players. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's exciting. I, like I mean, that. moving on, great performance by Palace, like we said. Chelsea versus Sheffield. Chelsea 4, Sheffield 1. Finally coming together, huh? Dude, yeah, this is what we were talking about in the beginning when they were going to do this, 
and I think it's it's happening. I mean, in the Champions League, they're dominating. In the Premier League, they're starting to dominate. They're unbeaten in what their last like five or something, something like that. But wow, it's fun to see now. Goals on goals yeah, on goals, for sure. I think, uh, like I, I think it was Michael. I think it was both of us. But I think uh, w- at the beginning of the season, we both talked about how there would take a little bit of time or a few weeks before they started knowing how they played, yeah, and being able to get that team chemistry together. And now that they have in the Champions League and in uh, Prem, I mean, it's they look good. Oh yeah. See, and that's why the Champions League benefits them so well because they're able uh, to yes. use it as like, uh, like warm up for the Premier League game mm-hmm. coming up or something. If it's yeah. against a crappy team or yeah, uh, their Premier League game against a lower league te- or lower table team is like a warm up for their big Champions League game coming up. Mm-hmm. They're able to like alternate their players out, test a bunch of different combinations, and yeah. get their players used to this. And, Absolutely, oh, dude. They're Timo a fun Werner. team to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Ziyech is really good. He's Timo crazy. Werner, I think he's just gonna start go going off, just goal scoring machine. I hope. I really hope. <laughs> I know you do. Really hopes, but I also really hope because I think Chelsea might win the league. So, I it's it's interesting because it seems like, I mean, if you look at the table, obviously I'm always gonna say it until it happens. United have a game in hand. But if they win that game, assuming they win that game, they move up yeah. to seventh, and then it's like three or five points between first and eighth. Yeah, it's a so, close. It's I close mean, it's right two. there. It's early. Leicester, I did not think they'd be as good as they have been. But, I mean, who knows? <sighs> but good, dude. Yeah. They, they get Pereira back in a few weeks, mm-hmm. which is exciting for their defense. Yeah, but That's I agree with loss. you um, on Chelsea with how, how their attack is starting to – gel together and it'll be scary when they have Pulisic, Ziyech, Havertz, and Werner. Is that who played the last game? Uh, I is it? Did Pulisic play? I can't remember. I know he's been on and off with like minor injuries. Yeah. I'm not too sure who played but um well I'll tell you I got the lineup right here. No he didn't. Who the hell is that? Oh yeah, Tammy Abraham started. Yeah, and did your, it looked like Giroud started as well? They must have had Werner out on the. Oh left. yeah, Thiago Silva scored. Yeah, that was shout out Thiago Silva on my yeah. fantasy team. Yeah, first Premier League goal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean Chelsea looking good and you know coming into form, and I, they're definitely, definitely a team to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, let's just move on then, Michael. Uh, West Ham versus Fulham. West Ham, I mean, they've been really good so far to start the season. A lot better than I think uh, anyone could have predicted. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they, they only won because they scored, they scored in the 90th minute plus one. But, yeah, it was zero, zero the whole game. Yeah. With, I mean, they're in 12th. I mean, they got 11 points, which for them is not bad considering how, you know, iffy they were last season. Yeah. All right, boys. Spurs versus West Brom. Spurs been looking really good. They pulled out a one-no win. What are you guys saying about this one? 
Um, I did not watch this one. I, I don't I don't know because from what I kind of saw on Twitter because I I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, from what I saw on Twitter, it kind of seemed like West Brom was handing it to Tottenham, mm-hmm. or they were like, I mean, toe to toe with them the whole game until that Kane header. Um, but. I mean, I kind of expected more from Spurs against a team that we all predicted to get relegated. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in 18th. You think with how they've been playing, I mean, if they can beat United 6-1, you'd expect them to beat West Brom 10-0. <laughs> so, yeah. I just think this was a very, I mean, we've seen a high-flying Spurs team this whole league so far. Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of, that was kind of the result of a tired team. So I think this international break... Yeah will help because I don't think Southgate, especially in terms of England players, is going to play a ton of people. I don't know if Sun's got international games, but I think it'll be a good, I'd say, I think it'll be a good week of rest for some of those Spurs boys. And I think they'll be back at it again. But if you're a Spurs fan, I mean, you got a result, but I think it's a little bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I think you expect more. I mean, you got a big game against city too, coming up. Yeah, I'd say the only positive to come out of this is Kane scoring his 150th Premier League goal. Holy yeah. shit. And he's only 27. That's crazy, dude. That's, W's. That's a lot of goals. Isn't Agu- What's Aguero at? 200. Wow. Yeah, some crazy shit like that. I think Kane's like the second fastest to reach that. Yeah. I think yeah. behind like Shearer or somebody like that. Yeah. He's going to be Impressive. one of the best striker, Premier League strikers in history. Absolutely. No, 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 no doubt about it. Did he reach it faster than Rooney? Uh, I don't know, but I know they're both there, so I'm assuming. And I don't think it was Rooney. I don't think it was Rooney either. I think it was Shear. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would make the most sense. But Mm -hmm. either way, I mean, Kane's been on great form since the start of the season. Him and Son have just been unreal. I, I do worry that if one of them gets hurt, that... I think if Kane gets hurt more than Son, then Tottenham might struggle a little bit. I agree, but I also think Mourinho has been doing a very good job. And I think part of the... You've seen, like I said, a little bit of a role change. Mm-hmm. I think I said it a couple weeks ago. Spurs used to kind of, instead of play with Kane or play through him, they'd play at him. Mm-hmm. So it just used to consist of just belting balls into Harry Kane and let him try to do it himself. And then occasionally they'd get Son involved. But if Son didn't touch the ball, he'd just be bolted down the wing and smack it into Kane. And I feel like it kind of put him in that position to get injured. But I think as he's kind of developed this role that, like I said, we talked about Jack Grealish doing, dropping back, picking up the ball, and either carrying it through and distributing and playing a one-two or whatever it may be, or he just ends up with space and is able to rip a shot. So I think the new role that he's kind of playing as that number nine, but also picking up the ball in deeper areas is kind of allowing him to be in a safer place of term in terms of not getting injured. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know, with Bale too, I think they'd be okay, but they'd slow down quite a bit. I think staying healthy is a very big priority for that Spurs team. I think they need it because I think if they can't, then they might get um, 
might knock off their title hopes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the way it goes. They're kind of the favorites, to be honest with you. City's been awful. Liverpool lost their best player. United mm. got shit on by them. And I mean, Leicester, Leicester hasn't played Tottenham yet, but Leicester Tottenham. Yeah, that game's gonna be exciting. Did you 2. say two They play uh, in two weeks, or uh, they play good teams too. Oh no, Leicester plays Liverpool. Tottenham mm. plays Man City. Okay. Yeah. Southampton plays Wolves. That's a good one too. Tottenham yeah. Arsenal all week eleven. These are all top ten team games. Except, yeah, actually, yeah. Wow. Speaking of Leicester, Leicester versus Wolves. They another great win. One nil Leicester. What do you guys think of this game? I love watching Wolves. Every single Wolves game, I will turn on. Europa League, whatever it may be, I always watch it. Really? Yeah, Wolves games are fun to watch. Just I wish they'd score more goals. Yeah, they've been uh, lacking goals this season, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think that. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. I was just gonna say. I mean, it it's kind of hard to. I mean, obviously, win if you're not scoring, but <laughs> I mean, lack of confidence is a big thing if you can't score, which definitely affects form. And they got some tough games coming up. It looks like too. They have uh, Southampton, and then they have Arsenal, and then they have Liverpool, and then Villa. And then Chelsea. Yeah. So, I mean, they're hitting a string of games where it's just, it's tough. Very, very, very tough. Yeah, and that's, that's rough, too, because they've had some easier teams mm-hmm. already, too. And they've blown either blown those games or tied. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean... Do you think we just expect too much out of them after last season, or like is this? Do you think? I don't know what it is, but the wolves. Type. Yeah, I mean it's kind of dying down. To be honest with you, I hate to say it. Nick. I love that team. I mean, I do too. I think they're fun to watch, but I mean, they're they're lacking some creativity. I think they need to play that Fabio Silva kid a little more. I think he's. I think he's kind of got it. I mean, in fairness, they're only in ninth. Or, I mean, they are in ninth, and they're. I mean, they're five points off of first. And this is what I mean. I think are we being too harsh, a little too critical of this team? We, yeah, that could be possible, especially with what's <laughs> going on. But yeah, I don't know. Wolves are a team that I don't think they can. They're going to get worse throughout the season. I think they can only get better. I'd I say. agree. But yeah, they just got to stop playing. So iffy. I think that's the that's the key for them. Yeah, yeah. They need to be, I mean, need to be more dominant and capitalize and just crush their opponents that they should be. Yeah, a lot. I don't know. I think they're gonna make a signing or two in January, especially with that Jota money that came pretty late. Yeah. Well, who do you think they signed with that Jota money? Um, how much was it? Like fifty six, forty five, something Holy like that. Holy balls! Um, I mean, it's paid I off. Could see, yeah. I honestly think maybe like a Bundesliga signing, something like that. I don't know, nothing crazy, but I could see them kind of pulling away. I mean, who knows, dude? I'm I'm sure Nuno will no find idea. 
find some wizardly Portuguese kid in the Portuguese league yeah. and he'll come out and just be an absolute beast. I'm surprised Cristiano Bruno. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, no, yeah, I was supposed to say that. I'm surprised Bruno never signed for Wolves at some point, honestly. I'm sure I'm sure he had offers or he was at least talked to about it. But what I was about to say was I saw today that Juventus is planning on selling Ronaldo next season. Really? Which I, yeah, yeah. Which I think, I don't know how, I mean, I think it makes sense. Personally. I think it's just, it's not because he's not playing well. It's because he's yeah. getting older. And I think as he turns 36 soon, right? It's like you've had him for a few years. He's he's done some good things for you. And then just sell him while his value is still high. You yeah, I think that's what their plan is. Long. I think they're trying to invest in the youth. And they'll still get over $100 million for him. Oh, well, yeah. for sure. That's what I'm saying. Wolves, just save up money now. Mm-hmm. They, they already got half of it. <laughs> that's what I mean. Just save up money for a season. Get Ronaldo next year. Mm-hmm. Can I just throw something in real quick? Um, yeah. Since Thomas isn't here and he can't say anything, and I hope you're listening to this when I say this, Messi's better than Ronaldo, and just always remember that. <laughs> so don't that, ever that forget will be, it. Uh, episode 13 to all of the people listening right now is going to be the Messi versus Ronaldo debate. It's been a little delayed, but it is coming. I think it's something that we frankly waited a little too long on. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone, anyone can say that it's not an episode that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some guests on. I think we're going to try and get two or three of our close friends to come on, give their opinions, and kind of, you know, just honestly talk about it. Like, who is the GOAT, if not all time, of, our, of the past decade? Yeah, I mean, possibly one of the hardest questions to answer in soccer. I mean, it's honestly very, yeah. very, very. There's a lot right? of people out there, but I mean, there's but, just so many. There's so many different ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. So many ways to. It's. That's a tough Ronaldo. question. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. So the last two games of the weekend, probably the best game of the weekend on paper, Manchester City versus Liverpool. This finished one to one. What? What's going on, man? They want Liverpool won six nil or five nil at the weekend in the Champions League. Or not in the, at the weekend during the week in the Champions League, and then they they tie one to one with a struggling City team. What? What is this? I don't know. Do you think this is just two teams that aren't firing in all cylinders going at each other? Yeah, I mean... Two mid-table Premier League teams just in a scruffle. Isn't Liverpool in third right now? Yes. Okay, yeah, mid-table Mike. I like it. Yeah. Not lately. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. Because on paper, City has everything they need to challenge for the title. Like, they're not any different besides minus Aguero right now. Um, But, I mean, Jesus has been pulling his own weight, you, for sure. Did you see his goal? The touch was crazy. Yeah, that touch. Oh my god, it was crazy. Yeah, did you I, see him? I did. It's yeah, oh, dude. He's so good. Oh yeah, I like watching him so much. He's very, he's very skillful. Yeah, he, he's oh, man. I think him and Aguero like together. I just think as um they both progress. I mean, obviously Aguero's kind of on the plateau of his career being a little bit older. I don't think there's a better time for Gabriel Jesus to be kind of under him, like in a little bit of an understudy. 
in terms of being learning how to be one of the best number nines in the mm-hmm. Premier League. And he's yeah. still young. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to see what Gabriel Jesus can do in the next five-ish years as Aguero ages out and kind of passes the torch. Yeah, well, what's crazy, too, is he came off the bench last season and still scored 20 goals. So, obviously, the talent is, is the the talent is there and the skill, but he's just been Aguero's backup for the last four years, three years, however long it's been. It's working. Dude, It's. I think we're going to see mm-hmm. him have a blast offseason in the next two I years. Because he's really good. I mean, I hate that he plays for City, but. Yeah, you, you got to respect it. I think the funniest thing, like, he made a like he left his mark as soon as he got to the Premier League. Cause remember, he scored his first goal, and he did mm-hmm. the phone. That's so funny. You the know phone. the story behind that, right? His, his ex girlfriend called him after he scored after he signed for City, and he <laughs> scored his first goal, and he did the phone, and he and he tweeted about it too, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he was like no, what nineteen? <laughs> he was like nineteen. That's like the dude, um, oh, who's that dude from IX? Uh, Nara's Sam. Who, did you hear about this story? No, I I I vaguely he, uh, remember. It. <laughs> he uh, there are two girls that didn't want to, you know, date him or oh, whatever. Yeah, he was ugly, right? They yeah, because they they thought he was ugly, and then he started playing for IX, and they hit him up after. So he took him to he drove him super far out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He took him. He took him to a hotel room. Said, "I'll be right back." Charged a bunch of stuff to the yeah, room, no, they, and then no, left. Okay. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he sat in the hotel room, ordered the most extensive room service or everything, mm-hmm. and then just left and left him to pay <laughs> That's the bill. Hilarious. Also, David Neres, have you guys? I don't know if you guys have watched any IX games recently or like the highlights because it's hard to get air to PC games. He is so good. He is very good. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, he enough is. of done these tangents. We could talk about him later. Yeah. Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Michael covered a little bit. A little disappointing, honestly. For the one, like, Saka own goal is so unlucky. Yeah, He, w- I mean, he was in such a good position to try and make a play on it. And I think he did all he could to try and get that ball yeah. away from Trezeguet. But Ross Barkley and Jack Grealish were just playing with Bellerin. And, yeah, dude, and then that goal was... That ball target was so good. And then Target's yeah. ball was even better. And it was just great play by Villa. And I think Saka even being that close to stopping it just speaks to kind of the levels because he is – is he he's 18 still? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's 18. He's got the number seven shirt for Arsenal. He starts every single game, and he is probably one of the brightest sparks in that team at any moment. He made a mistake, and I think people are going to – not even a mistake. He couldn't do anything about it, dude. But yeah. that just kind of set the tone, and I think Arsenal's heads dropped a little bit after that because it's a little demoralizing to let in an own goal, and honestly, yeah. they kind of got the ball passed. But it wasn't the worst own goal, necessarily. No. It was the own goal. It was the kind of own goal where if he didn't get any sort of touch on it, it was going in the back. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it just sucks. Yeah, it definitely does. And that first goal, the play-up, to it in like the 30 seconds before that goal you could see the goal coming sam i mm-hmm. think you know what i'm yeah. talking about but dude it was oh the my passing god. oh my god graylish was a different jack graylish and barkley were just that whole game putting moves on both of them graylish drove so hard to that corner stood mm-hmm. up bellerin 
brought it back. Ross Barkley overlapped, did some weird step overs, and no, they just didn't want to commit to the tackle. And then yeah. again, they just played it back and forth about two times, and I think it ended up at Ross Barkley's feet. And he just looked like he was about to smack it far post for a shot and just did a little chop pass back down the um towards the left side of the field and Matt Target perfectly checked back his run to be on side and just flashed it with his left foot hard and low across the box and Sokka and Trezeguet kind of fought for it and unfortunately hit Sokka's foot and went in and then I think you saw their heads dropped and Ross yeah. Barkley again for that second goal to get Ollie Watkins going that volleyed cross with his left was ridiculous Ollie Watkins amongst it scoring goals best mm-hmm. you can I don't care what anyone says best sign of the summer transfer window so far has been Ollie Watkins he has he's been so good for them mm-hmm. and he's trying to think young got signed in the transfer window there's Bale there's Regulon but like he's yeah. probably gonna give another inform isn't he on FIFA yeah probably yeah dude maybe I, I, think I think he should have gotten a one to watch I yeah, honestly, uh-uh. he, I, I don't, I don't think he did. Hmm. I would, I would, I, see, that would make sense. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I, I probably would have had it if it happened. I'll check. Yeah, I feel like you would. I feel like you guys would have known if he had one. I what I think is is crazy too is that like Ross Barkley watching him play at Villa is the same way he played at Everton. He was just as good, and then he went and sat on the bench for like four years at Chelsea just to go to Villa and be as good as he was when he left for Everton. Dude, he's he's really getting his shot again, and I think we're slowly going to see him work back into that England fold, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, I, VDB knows I've always been a Ross Barkley fan because I remember mm-hmm. when he broke his leg, I was like legitimately like a little bit upset. I was saddened by it. <laughs> and I just think he's coming back into it even after. Like, he shouldn't, after a broken leg, him and Seamus Coleman both broke their legs within like what two years of each other. I think it was back to back seasons. Yeah, and P- like they both shouldn't have been, like should not have been able to play again. Ross Barkley's actually might have been when he was younger, but still like he's been so good at like when he plays and gets his chance, he's been great. So I think honestly Villa have just been class, and I think Arsenal's head dropped a little bit. I think it's a little unfair, kind of, to show those results. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right, I think moving on, we got we're gonna kind of cover this Champions League pretty quickly here. We're gonna cover, we wrote down, we got all the scores down for the game, so we're gonna cover them a little bit. But I think we're gonna cover probably four Wait, or five. I have a question. What's up? Why aren't Tottenham on here? Um. Okay, man. Oh, my bad. Sorry. This is awkward. <laughs> anyway, I we're out. We're gonna pick four or five out of here. Obviously, I think we're going to – there's some obvious ones that stand out a little bit. But let's start going on the list, boys. The first game of the week, there's a two-game weeks. We're starting from the most recent to the earlier games. So, Locomotive Moscow versus Atletico Madrid. Honestly, this was a one-to-one tie. Atletico Madrid, I think they need to take a result here. Locomotive's good, and I think they're one of those sides that's always a little bit tough to end up playing because they're a more – like well coached team than they are skillful mm-hmm. and I just think Atletico didn't I guess didn't have the firepower to get after it. I think it's I think they should have won this game. Chow Felix has been very good lately. Yeah. Kind of how we were talking about Jesus, he has been very good and been scoring a lot too. But yeah, 
I think Atletico's unlucky to not get a result, especially with how well they've been playing. But I mean, I think they're still top of their table or top of their group, aren't they? Yeah, they're in second. With they're Bayern. in second. Okay, they'll yeah. probably go through. I, mean, I don't see how they don't. Yeah, Bayern Atletico look good on that group. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, moving on. I mean, another tough team. Well, not tough team, I guess, for Munchen Gladbag, but Shakhtar versus Munchen Gladbag. This was six nil to Munchen Gladbag. Mm-hmm. Shakhtar's Munchen not bad either. No, they were in first, weren't they? Mm, yeah. Yeah, they were after they beat. Yeah. Real. No, I, I thought they tied with Real. Uh, I don't oh, know. They right were in first in this group. Right now so they this are, group yeah. is, oh, okay. The Real beat Inter. Dude, gotcha. Munchen Gladbag put six past them. Yeah, that's crazy. They're really good. They are. Taram and uh, what's his face, Sam? Uh, um, I can't think of his name. Oh, my gosh. Playa? Yeah, Playa. Yeah. Yeah, they're crazy. I think Playa had a hat trick. Two French boys. Very, yeah, very I mean, well played you know, from Gladbach. No, I mean, it's not really, close. Group it's not. turned out to be the group of death, I'd say. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's not have, much to say. You have Real Madrid and Inter Milan mm-hmm. in third and fourth in the group. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Those are really the two is. teams that you would have guessed to go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Another good game. Another six, eight. Well, this game, this game had eight goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salzburg versus Bayern. I think you expect this. I think yeah. it was 2 to the 80th minute. <laughs> Salzburg were looking really good, and I think mm-hmm. Bayern just showed their class. They're yeah, Sane's been really good for them as well, dude. He is crazy. He's mastered the Iron Robin cut in on the left. Yeah, it's over for everybody. Yeah, dude, I saw. Do you guys see the goals side by side? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. identical. It was, it was so cool. It identical. So cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's much to say. Honestly, I mean, nah. But- I mean, Bayern's probably still the best team in Europe, and they just added more firepower with Sané. So, well coached, well, well coached. All right, moving on. We got kind of cover this Real Madrid versus Inter. Very good game. Real Madrid pulled out a result, three to two. Surprising. Well, very surprising. Real's looked very meh, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they beat Barcelona, and then everything kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. I mean, I kind of had thought Inter could pull out a result because weren't they up two 0 and then Real came back? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, think I can't remember. Lot, I believe. I feel like it's been forever. I know. But yeah, I mean, just I, a good game. I yeah, mean, it's a good game against two really good teams. I mean, one team's been underperforming, and I'm. It's good that they pulled out a result. I think it'll be push them a little further forward in both La Liga and the Champions League. So mm-hmm. at the rate they're going, though, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't make it out the group stage. Yeah, I think also that group's just really good. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, I mean the yeah. top two teams aren't the top two, but <laughs> it it goes, man. Yeah. Okay. Right. Moving on to a less surprising result: City versus Olympiacos, three 0 City have been struggling in the Premier League, but they're take they're taking Killing their results. Yeah, they're taking their results in Europe. That's so, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they need that. The a lot of confidence can stem from that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't. I think we're gonna see City pick it up. I mean, I hope at least because I mean it just makes the Premier League more interesting. I don't want them to win it, but I want more. Yeah. You want a little more out of them. You just don't. Yeah. Like it's it's fun to see them lose, but mm-hmm. also like, come on, well, pick it up. I feel like we're 
we are being a really hard on a lot of these teams because we're only eight games in. It's not like it's the middle of January and City's in 10th. Um, so, I mean, we got to give it a few more weeks, I think. But it, it's not an ideal start for them by any means. I agree. I agree. I mean, moving on to the other game, that group, Porto versus Marseille. Porto, 3-0. Marseille, we talk, VDB and I talked about, and we were kind of saying we wanted – we thought they're going to be pretty good, but we were wrong. Porto's always very well coached, and I think Marseille's looking a little discombobulated from what I've seen. So I think honestly, I would have kind of put Porto ahead of them to win that game. So three no might be look a little disrespectful, but Porto played well. Marseille, there's something missing. I mean, I don't really have much else to say on that. I think Marseille need to step it up. Being they're good, but that group might be over though. Yeah, that group might be. All right, boys. FC Midland versus IX. 2-1 IX, I think. A little bit surprising. I mean, I don't know about a a lot about FC Midland, but IX, I mean, really, really good team. Like you said, they scored, what, 13 goals or 12 goals the other week against the team? 13. 13? I think, Michael. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, I think of your IX – I mean, obviously they got the points, but I think you expect Win's a, a win. Yeah. Win is a win, but I think yeah. you expect a little more. Yeah, they tied to Atlanta last week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So this is a good win for them. But yeah, it's really between Ajax and Atlanta for the second place spot in that group. Yeah, I Liverpool, agree. I mean, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll cover it right now. Atlanta versus Liverpool. Liverpool went off. Liverpool won five. You know. The Diego Jota show. He hit a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, dude. He hit a hat trick. What a signing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. For only 45 pounds. 45 pounds, mate. Let's go. That's like a, that's like a pair of vans. <laughs> what a deal. No, honestly, <laughs> Liverpool are continuing to play out, but I think I think we're slowly going to see as these games get tougher. They need that Van Dyke solution. I don't know what it'll be, but I think. We're going to need to see Klopp kind of figure out what they're going to do there. Moving on. Zenit versus Lazio. 1-1. One, one. Um, I personally would have expected Lazio to pull it out, but, I mean, I think this, again, speaks to kind of the Russian teams. They're very well coached and disciplined, and they both pulled out ties this weekend. So I think Lazio need to go at it a little better. Like, they needed to win that game. But it is what it is, I guess. What do you guys say? I think they're good with tying it. I mean, they're still in second in their group, but definitely should be beating yeah. the worst team in the group. Yeah. All right, boys. VDB, I know you're not going to like talking about this. <laughs> Istanbul, Shakhtar versus Man United. United ended up losing this 2-1. to one. This was a frustrating game to watch, even from a not, like not being a United fan. United had chances. Istanbul would park the bus the whole game. VDB, what are you thinking, man? Like, what are as a United fan, what are your thoughts about this? Well, I actually thought Manchester United were going to pull it back. It looked like they were going to. I mean, they had plenty of opportunities, plenty of chances. But I was expecting at least a draw out of this. But Istanbul fully parked the bus, and it worked. So they got the win. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... 
it's a rough game. I mean, and Man U's been having some on and off games lately, so. But they beat PSG and they're still looking good in the group. So yeah, they're still that. Those away points are really gonna yeah too crazy. I agree. I think those away points are gonna help them a lot. Definitely. Moving on to a game, very good. Chelsea versus Renee. Chelsea three, Renee nil. What do you guys think? Hold on, could you guys not hear me that whole time? (laughs) United. I knew it. I was fucking talking. Uh, I was talking, and you guys kept interrupting me, and I was like, "Why the fuck are you guys interrupting me?" (laughs) We're sitting here just not saying anything. Yeah, nobody. Everybody's ignoring me. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" I look over, my thing's not moving. Okay. Anyways, redo. redo. No, it's rerun. So, as a United fan, what what do you think from this? Well, I I mean, it was a shit show defensively. Um. I mean, the, the the first one where there's nobody back and you have Matic as your closest player, you know it's not going to end well for you. They had and all 11 other guys in the Yeah, I mean, come on, man. The- <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? I mean, it's not even 1-0 yet. You can't and you're pushing. Soccer team that would do that. I, I know. It, so it was bad. Someone at half. Yeah, it was a defensive shit show. I thought I thought they were gonna pull it back, especially since they made it two one right before the end of the half. And then, like you guys said, uh, Shakhtar just they parked, parked the bus heavy. Yeah, um, it, it, I mean it's just the bus it, broke down and just yeah. Just I agree. United. I mean, uh, the they played bad. There's not much to it. The offensive they, they were shit. They did yeah, take it. Yeah, good. Yep. I mean, not much to say. They were ass. Yeah. Not a big deal in the grand, in the grand I mean, game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, moving on to a game, Chelsea versus Renee. Chelsea three, Renee nil. We like we said in the their yeah. performance in, in the prem. Chelsea are the pieces are coming together, dude, and it's scary. Yeah, it's they are very good They're and good. they are gelling together very well. Frank Lampard could be up for manager of the year if they keep this up. I mean, I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I'm see. There's a lot of, there's a lot of they, other there's 30 games left. Possibilities. I know, but yeah. I'm saying if they keep this up, if he has a really good season, I, I mean, you, what else can he you say? He shouldn't have been up for it last year, but that's a different, different topic. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. We'll I think see. That, yeah. A lot of games. Sevilla versus Kranznador. Sevilla three, Kranznador two. Sevilla are looking like they're actually going to do pretty well. I mean, that was a close game, but. When you watch Sevilla play, they look well put together. So yeah, learn the hard way. Yeah, that group seems like it's about over. I think Chelsea and Sevilla are both tied at seven. I think so too. So I think they're the best two teams out of that group. Anyways. Yeah, no, that's a it's an easy group. We it know really is. the next round there. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a good good start to everything. I think I don't. I mean, moving on, another non-surprising result: Club Club Brugge versus Dortmund. Dortmund dispatched us three 0 It's just I don't. I mean, I don't know what I'll. I don't really know what else to say. Holland's just insane. You know, I I was a little skeptical. I kind of thought um, maybe uh, he was gonna like slow down a little bit, but I guess not. I thought. Well, like, when I when they signed him, like I knew he was good, but I thought it was a little premature considering like he only really played in the Champions League. Um, but I mean, I have been completely wrong in every way possible. <laughs> so I mean, he is firing on all cylinders, and he, it does not look like he's stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I'd really like to see Dortmund go far this year. 
Yeah, I, would, I love watching Dortmund. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to see them go far. I mean, like, they always get screwed over or just, you know, don't make it further than they seem like. They, they, are, they, they always have a tough group, dude. Yeah, I that's that's usually the issue. I think they they're getting they're gonna get out this year, and I think we're gonna see the best of them, especially with Sancho, Holland, Thorgan Hazard's been playing well, Delaney, yeah. Witzel, Royce. It's just the team is well put together. They've got a good mix of experience, and obviously the friggin' Sancho and Holland and Gio yeah. Reyna, Jude yeah, Bellingham. It's, it's, it seems like a good mix for Champions League success. success. It is. And Dortmund's always good with super young players like that too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they they are they're good this year. I agree, man. It's, I think, especially like we've been going over the Premier League a lot, of course, because that's what our our main focus is as a podcast. We love the Premier League. That's kind of like our focus when we talk about soccer. The first thing we go to is the Premier League, and I think. The Premier League especially is very exciting this year. I really am looking forward to everything coming forward in these next 30 games. Feels like we've been doing this forever already, talking about it, Mm -hmm. covering everything. But between this Premier League season that's already looking good and some of these performances from these Champions League teams that you wouldn't expect to be pulling out results, it is exciting. This year, soccer, amidst all the craziness because of COVID and all these rules, it is so exciting to be a soccer fan right now. So I hope everyone listening kind of realizes what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We're getting to the end of a Messi-Ronaldo era. We're seeing new yep. talent, and everyone is just getting to their peak right now. And I think this mm-hmm. is one of the best times to be a soccer fan, regardless of what league you're watching. I agree. Well, boys, I think that's all we've got for this episode. A little Premier League recap, talking about the Champions League. And we're looking forward to next week with the international break. We've got a little bit something a little bit different to cover. And then after that, we've got a very, very exciting Premier League weekend like we talked about a little bit earlier. As well, I think that's all we got for now. But, I mean, in terms of this episode, like I said, we covered week eight of the Premier League and covered the Champions League from this last week. But I think being a soccer fan right now is as exciting as it'll ever get. We're seeing the end of Messi versus, well, not the end, but coming to the back end of the decade battle between Messi and Ronaldo, possibly the best two players ever to play the game of football or soccer. And I just think we're seeing lots of teams, especially in the Premier League, come up to their peak, all battle out for the title. And then in terms of the Champions League also, we're seeing some teams that expect to get results, get big results, make pushes out of the group stage. And I think, for example, teams like PSG not might not make it out of their group. Same with Real or Inter. They might not make it out, I think. Being a soccer fan right now, despite all the COVID troubles that we've been having as soccer fans, it's not been... In full effect, I think we're starting to see things come back together, and I think this is the best time to be a soccer fan. So as this moves on, we got international break coming in the next episode. We're probably, I think, we're also getting that Messi versus Ronaldo in there. It's mainly going to be that, and then after that, we've got a absolute banger of a Premier League weekend coming on. So next two episodes going to be great. Yeah, if you guys have any questions or want to continue the conversation after the podcast, go over to our Twitter at the Pundits Podcast. But until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys for listening.